anyone claiming that America's economy is in decline is peddling fiction. I've abandoned free market principles to save the free market system. But we have to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it. Raising the debt ceiling does not increase our debt. It does not somehow promote profligacy. I know words. I have the best words. Nobody knows the system better than me, which is why I alone can fix it. Happy Friday, everybody. Welcome back. This is the Peddling Fiction Podcast, and I am your host, the voice and soul of so-called fiction, Johnny Profita. Hope everyone's doing well today. Goddamn, these days go by fast, huh? Yeah, I'm uh I'm technically off today. You know, this is one of my one of my off days. And you know, you just I, I was up I was up pretty early. I was up at eight o'clock, and the next thing I know it's it's one thirty. And I'm like, shit, you know, I should, I gotta, I gotta do a show today. I should start doing some fucking show prep. And I ended up going down this rabbit hole of uh, vaccine stuff. And that's probably what's, what will make up the majority of this episode because I just spent, you know, hours reading through stuff. And, and you know me, I never want to miss an opportunity to get banned from YouTube or something like that. So we'll, we'll talk a little bit uh, of vaccine stuff and, and kind of go from there. But there's a the disturbing trend of tyranny, forced vaccinations, vaccine passports continues throughout. To, it continues its spread much like the coronavirus throughout the U.S. and the world. It's starting on the coasts, just like the virus did. You know, we have New York rolling out the, the key to New York City. Go fuck yourself. Uh, we have uh, California and L.A. and San Francisco now are also hopping on board that trend. They have announced that uh, in L.A. they're going to require vaccines, uh, vaccinations for indoor spaces, including restaurants, bars, gyms, and stores. The, the city council voted unanimously to vote uh, to introduce vaccination requirements on, on those types of places, of course. And in hilarious fashion, one of the fucking councilmen over there, uh, Mitch O'Farrell, claimed that, you know, this is not a vaccine mandate. We're not going to tell someone to, that they have to get the vaccine. We're also not going to deny anybody access to essential food medicine regardless of vaccination. That would be illegal. That would be immoral. What is also immoral is choosing not to get vaccinated. And we need to stop fighting the science and start fighting the virus, he says. So we're going to go through some science here later on in this episode. We're going to review how, the, how these vaccines work how effective they are and i will i will argue i i think quite convincingly that these should not be it, it, it drives me crazy and i think i talked about this a little bit with the folks that were on the friday night happy hour last week thank you thanks to you guys uh who, who joined us it drives me crazy that we call these vaccines they are not vaccines they uh, amount to what you know you could call gene therapy, as this one doctor has argued. And I, I was reading a, a very interesting article by him, and it, like the idea that we lump the, this treatment 
for uh, coronavirus in with the vaccine for polio and smallpox is absolutely ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Like this is this is what, you know, uh, I always harp on the government for changing the definitions of words and perverting the meaning. Well, th that's what they've done with this so-called vaccine. It's not a vaccine by any stretch of the imagination. So I, I do want to go through that as well. But let's let's uh, take a look over here and see what's going on. If San Francisco wasn't a big enough shithole already, the mayor is requiring vaccinations for most indoor activities there as well. It sounds like the same as L.A., sounds like the same as New York. Restaurants, bars, gyms, large events, theaters, entertainment venues, of course, will be included in that. You know, it, it really is amazing to me, the the gall that San Francisco of all places, and L.A., I mean, L.A. has become a fucking homeless shithole, too, in, in many parts of it. But, like, San Francisco literally has feces on the street, all over the place. Homeless people, all over the place. No doubt, carrying all kinds of fucking diseases and viruses, and, and what, you know... What's a bigger health crisis in a in a crowded city that being having the streets covered in shit, <laughs> or or um, people that aren't vaccinated? Uh, and I'm doing air quotes for that for a, a virus that 99.7 percent of people survive. I mean, who knows what can what what sort of uh, fucked up disease could be spreading through the, the the streets of San Francisco because you have a bunch of homeless people covered in shit walking around? <laughs> I wonder if you know these vaccines, like you know, like you a uh, a a San Francisco tax paying uh, contributing member of society can't go into a restaurant and order a sandwich without proof of vaccination but a homeless guy can just set up camp on the fucking street wherever the hell he wants and take a dump in front of said restaurant do you need a vaccine a vaccine passport to shit on the fucking streets oh no no, no that's fine do it do whatever the hell you want out there <laughs> but you can't go into a restaurant have a drink you can't go into a gym and exercise probably the most effective fucking thing you can do to lessen the symptoms the severity of what happens to you when you get COVID-19 is eat right and exercise. Now, I'm not saying going out to restaurants is eating right, because usually the, the restaurants is eating at restaurants is like much less healthy. But exercising at the gym, I mean, what are we doing here? Big fat fucking diabetes people are the ones dying from this thing more often than not. What a great little microcosm of American society today, you know? It's, yeah, do, spend 40, 50 years just treating your body like a fucking amusement park, shoving donuts and triple cheeseburgers, drinking big gulps until you're morbidly obese. You have trouble breathing anyway when you just walk down the street. You got diabetes, hypertension, all sorts of things that you're suffering from, but... You know, it, we're not going to deal with any of those underlying conditions that might actually take some personal responsibility and some, you know, hard work, discipline, effort, things like that. Uh, we'll just just go in and get this shot from some fucking massive pharmaceutical company and then you'll be fine. Then you have nothing to worry about. Then you can just go back to, you know, shoving fucking cheeseburgers down your gullet. Okay. That's the America we live in. And also San Francisco, you know, the you can't, uh, you know, law-abiding, tax-paying 
people with houses and jobs can't go frequent their favorite establishments. They can't go into a bar to unwind after a day of work without showing proof of something. Uh, papers, who knows what they're going to uh, eventually force you to show them. But yeah, you can just, if you just want to be a, a homeless degenerate, shitting on the fucking streets wherever you want, then we're not going to do anything about that. All right, we're not going to address that problem at all. That, that's fucking beautiful. That is just beautiful. Bravo, West Coast. Uh, the, the coasts are just completely fucking insane to me, especially the West Coast. I mean, Jesus Christ. But there is a, an interesting development taking place in California. And I so I don't think I'm the only one that has seen how far gone California has become. And people are very fed up with this. I mean, I, I know there's a lot of people on the left that are more than willing proponents of vaccines and vaccine passports. And if they could, they would force a vaccine into your body and your kids' bodies as many times as Fauci recommends. And each time he increases it, you know, they're just, I believe it was the FDA just authorized booster shots for people with immunocompromised systems. So, you know, now we're up to three shots and then it'll be four and then it'll be five and you know we're gonna have more fucking booster shots than rocky movies but in uh california governor newsom is facing that recall and i believe the vote is about a month from now so on september 14th they're having a vote to see if governor newsom should um, be removed from office and replaced with somebody else now, the way they're doing this, it's a, it's a mail-in ballot, it looks like, for the most part. Yeah, they send it to you in the mail, and you have two options, or two questions. The first question is, should Gavinor, uh, should Governor, <laughs> Gavinor, uh, Governor Gavin Newsom be removed from office is the first question. That's a yes or no. And then the second question is, who should replace him? And there's a list. I think there's 46 different candidates. Is that right? Is it 46? It's either 46 or 47, and I think 46, maybe it's 47, and 46 of the candidates are Republicans. So there's only one uh, self-proclaimed Democrat running against Newsom for this uh, for this recall, but it might surprise a lot of people to learn that Larry Elder, a uh, self-proclaimed libertarian who I am somewhat familiar with, might be the next governor of California. He is leading in all of these and almost all of the polls, according to this article that I'm reading here. And and so what's going to happen is whoever gets the oh, so it is 46 46 candidates, and they're almost all, I think all but one were Democrats. So whichever one of those, if they do vote successfully to remove Newsom from office, which who knows, it's fucking California. But they did get enough signatures for them to actually trigger this vote. So there, there's a lot of people that are fucking fed up with, with Newsom and all this COVID shit in California. So whichever candidate, if they do vote to remove Newsom, gets a plurality of the votes, will fill out the, the rest of Newsom's term. And Larry Elder, who just entered the, the race a month ago, like July 12th, is leading or in second place, depending on which poll that you look at. And of course, he's being branded as like some right-wing extremist, Trump supporter. The the, the attacks on him are, are pretty funny to, to look, like the, just reading the headlines, you know. 
He's a uh, meet the leading candidate to unseat California's governor who doesn't believe in the minimum wage. But I, th- I think that would be pretty cool if if he actually pulled this off. I mean, I have no idea what's actually going to happen here. But, you know, Larry Elder, he, he's, you know, he's far from a perfect libertarian and he, he's not exactly as, as radical as I would like to see. But, you know, he does take some some very principled stances and I think he does a good job of of combating and and relaying the messages of, you know, being against a, a minimum wage and things like that. So he's just mainstream enough, I think, to to be appealing to enough people to possibly take over the governorship of California. That would be that would be quite the the thing to see because not only is he a libertarian, but he is a black man. So now you get to see all of these, um, all of these liberals in California try to attack a a, a black guy, and I, I'm sure since he's quote unquote right wing, they'll have no problem uh, being just horrible to him and and as as least generous in any interpretation of things that he says, and and just very very mean because you know he's that it's okay to be a left wing Democrat, but it is not okay. If you do not toe the party line and you're black, then you're an Uncle Tom and and you're just uh, furthering the cause of racism and things like that because, you know, I don't know, whatever, whatever their retarded arguments are. So we will uh, we'll keep an eye on that. It's it's a month away and it's going to be very interesting to see what happens here. I know the, the unions are going to go out for, you know, try to make a big push to keep Newsom in there. They're already like starting this campaign, you know, uh, on Twitter. The California Democratic Party is telling people to stop the Republican recall and vote no on the first question. Leave the second question blank, which I, I don't understand the um, I, I don't understand the theory behind that. That seems kind of stupid to me. If you got one Democrat in there, why wouldn't you just have everybody just in case check the box for the Democrat? But I don't know. We'll see what happens, I guess. And uh, yeah, maybe California can get a decent governor out, out of Larry Elder should be very interesting to see what goes on there. All right. So, San Francisco's a shithole. LA's a shithole. New York's becoming a shithole. And uh, America overall is just becoming a fucking shithole. I I don't know how, like I I'm seeing a poll here. This is a, a Fox News poll. Voters are narrowly favoring Cities requiring customers and workers to have proof of vaccination for indoor activities like restaurants and gyms. Uh, In this poll, like 50% of people want the country to turn into uh, L.A., San Francisco, and New York. 50% of the people polled here, and I don't, you know, they don't give me demographics or anything like that. So all I have is the the numbers that they're telling me here. But the poll asked voters, when it comes to U.S. policies on COVID vaccinations, so-called vaccinations, what's more important, protecting freedom of Americans to choose whether they get the shot or protecting the safety of Americans by requiring the vaccine to participate in activities? Now, as we are going to get into later on in the show, it's kind of a false dichotomy there because the vaccine ain't protecting Americans uh, by requiring the vaccine uh, to participate in activities. But this question, 50% of Americans favored protecting safety to the the 47% of Americans wanting to protect freedom. 50% of the country is gone. We've lost them. 
we've lost them. And I, I don't know like how much of that 50% we can get back. Democrats prioritized safety at 80%. 80% of Democrats uh, wanted to, to prioritize safety and have forced vaccinations. Uh, not necessarily forced vaccinations, but they um, require vaccination to participate in everyday activities in order to resume your life. And 73% of Republicans favored freedom. Independents were split, basically. 49 wanted freedom. 44 said uh, safety was more important. So a very depressing poll, in, in my opinion. So they also polled them on how concerned they are about the coronavirus spreading. And they compared April of this year to now. And the percentage of people who are very concerned has gone up by 11 percentage points. So 52% of, of these, uh, these are registered voters that were polled in August, uh, August 7th through the 10th. 52% of them compared to 41% are, are very concerned. 24% are somewhat concerned. That's down from 30%. That's nice to see. Yeah, the rest of the numbers are, are down. Not at all stayed the same. The, the other interesting question I, I thought was when it comes to the governor, uh, the government's guidance on the coronavirus and mask changes, it has more to do with A, politics, or B, new information. And 46% thinks it's politics, 42% think it's, it's new information. And then the last thing here that I, that I thought was pretty funny is how often do you wear a mask in public? And they pulled vaccinated and unvaccinated people. 35% of vaccinated people wear their mask in public all of the time, according to this poll. 23% of unvaccinated. Most of the time, 22% vaccinated, 9% unvaccinated. So 55% of vaccinated people are still wearing their mask at least most of the time when they're out in public. I, I don't understand. I just, you know, if these are actually vaccines and we're going to call them vaccines, why why the need for all the masks? Why are you wearing the mask? 50? Like nobody... It's it's really funny because nobody who's getting the vaccine actually believes that these vaccines work, uh, these so-called vaccines work. If they did, they wouldn't be wearing their mask most of the time. They wouldn't be um, freaking out that there were all these unvaccinated people walking around. And then on the other side of that, everybody that's pushing the vaccine, all of these elites, all of these uh, government officials that are saying everybody must get vaccinated... They don't believe, they clearly don't believe that coronavirus is something to worry about. They're having huge fucking parties. Obama had like a 600 person party. They're dancing. Nobody was masked up. Uh, what's her face? Rashida Tlaib. She was at a wedding or something. Uh, unmasked, dancing around, having a good old time. They're flying uh, on planes together, all unmasked, you know. So it, it really is just unbelievable. These people who are who are trying to convince everybody to get vaccinated don't believe that the coronavirus is something to worry about clearly by their actions you know we've we've seen all of them violating these mask rules and and these i'm sure they're violating the the vaccinated rules as well constantly they're they're telling you to do one thing gavin newsom's a great example when he was he was, you know he was having a fucking huge party for himself too so that, so they clearly don't believe that the coronavirus is a big deal and rightfully so, in my humble opinion. But then the people that they've convinced coronavirus is a big deal, 
are getting vaccinated, but they don't believe that the vaccine actually works based on their actions. It really is just a fucking crazy world that we live in. And so if you can take these vaccines, but you can still contract the virus and you can still transmit the virus, and the only benefit, the only alleged benefit to these vaccines is that when you get coronavirus, you won't get really severe outcomes. You're less likely to have a severe outcome. The only beneficiary from the vaccine is you. You're not helping other people. You're not preventing it from spreading. All you're doing is ensuring that you don't get as sick if you happen to catch the coronavirus. There is no other benefit to the rest of mankind. You're not doing it to help old grandma or something like that. Uh-uh. That's not how this works. This is solely a benefit to the actual to the one person that's being vaccinated. So any calls that, you know, they're they're going to try to say that this is like, you know, that they can mandate this based on the fact that it's for the common good. Right. And it's like if, you know, if they have to take away some people's freedom in order to save all of society, protect all of society, you know, the greater good bullshit. That's a bullshit argument because they are admitting they are telling you that you can contract it. You can transmit it just as easily as you could if you were unvaccinated. The only benefit to this, the only benefit that they'll they've admitted to this, they will tell you that. If you get the vaccine, yes, you can get it. Yes, you can transmit it. But you're less likely to end up in the hospital and die from it. So it's only a benefit to the one to the individual that's being vaccinated. Nobody else benefits from the vaccine, from you being vaccinated, but you. So don't let them fucking, don't let them get away with that bullshit argument either. Anyway, before we get into all the vaccine stuff that I want to talk about in the rest of today's show, let's take a quick second and thank our sponsor, our fearless sponsor for today's show, who's not afraid to support these radical uh, YouTube band podcasts, such as the Peddling Fiction podcast. And that, of course, are uh, our friends over at Lorenzati Coffee. Love these guys. They are our oldest and dearest sponsor, and they are providing you with premium Italian coffee and coffee brewing supplies, professional coffee brewing supplies and equipment, right to your door. They set out to figure out how to get that Italian coffee and that Italian coffee house feel that you get or you used to be able to get over in Italy, how they could make that happen here in the U.S., and they have found the solution at Lorenzotti Coffee. And if you go to Lorenzotti.coffee and use my promo code FICTION, you will get 10% off your order. Lorenzotti is spelled L-O-R, E as in Edward, N as in Nancy, Z as in Zebra, O-T-T-I dot coffee. Promo code is FICTION. You will get a nice little discount from that order. You will be supporting our oldest sponsor. You will also be supporting this podcast and getting some really good coffee out of the deal as well. So go do that right now. And if you're anything like me, I'm sure you know a bunch of people who are these, you know, who fall into that category of the 52% that are very concerned about the coronavirus and they're masking up all the time. And they're afraid to go out. Well, go to Lorenzotti, order some coffee and have it delivered to them. Save them the trip and the risk of getting the Delta variant and the coronavirus. Send it to send it to your all your um, Corona paranoid friends so that they don't have to risk their lives for a cup of coffee. 
Lorenzotti.coffee, promo code FICTION. All right. Speaking of... Oh, before we get into that, I almost forgot that um, Philadelphia has joined the list of fucking craziness in America. The mayor of Philly, the birthplace of American independence, no less, announced on Wednesday that unvaccinated city employees have to wear not one, but two masks. Two masks while working indoors. And all new hires after September 1st will have to be vaccinated. So they, they're not going to hire anybody after September 1st that isn't vaccinated. If you're one of the current employees, you don't have to get vaccinated, but you have to do all this ridiculous ritual pseudoscience stuff to make you as uncomfortable as possible. And the, the two, you can't just wear any two masks. Like you can't just wear the double paper mask. You have to do, you can do one paper mask, but then you have to have a cloth mask over it. And according to her, studies have shown, the science is settled, that yes, it's more cumbersome, but this is almost as effective as wearing an N95 mask. And she even does a little example of how to put on the two masks properly in this fucking video that she did. Good grief, man. She's what's with all these fucking just hideous mayors, by the way. I mean, they no wonder like they should be forced to fucking wear a mask all the time, too. I don't care if she's vaccinated. I don't want to look at her face. Same thing with fucking Lightfoot. Jesus Christ, man. These people are nuts, but they're really just doing it. Like she knows she knows that the there is no science backing up any of these mask mandates or anything like that. And like I like I just got done talking about, if they believed in the vaccine, clearly you wouldn't have to be wearing these masks. But they know the vaccine doesn't do shit, at, at least as far as the uh, – let me clarify that statement. <laughs> that they know that the, the vaccine does not do anything to prevent transmission or contraction of the coronavirus, especially these deltas. And we have some other studies backing that up as well that I'll go over really quickly here just to hammer that point home. But um, that, that, yeah, there's no, there's also no science backing up the fact that these masks are, are effective at all. Um, you should go do the, the Tom Woods chart test or whatever he calls it, the chart quiz to, to see if you can guess which, you know, states and countries implemented mask mandates and when they did and how effective they were and things like that. But she actually says in this video that, yeah, you know, this is this is very cumbersome. I know it sucks to wear two masks, but lucky for you, you don't have to wear two masks. You can just get vaccinated. So please just get the vaccine and we can avoid all of this unpleasantness. It, it is really unbelievable just how blatant they are with what they're doing. I mean, my God, how sick are these fucking people, man? They're, they're just going to abuse you and abuse you until you get, you do what they want or you quit. It, it, it's really quite something. I mean, what, why stop with the with the masks? Make their lives like really uncomfortable. Make them wear like a whole out, like get up, you know, like a whole hazmat suit. And if you, you know, if you just want it to stop, all you have to do is take this injection a couple times a year. No big deal. Hey, why, why not just have somebody come around every, you know, every lunch hour and kick them in the balls until they get fucking vaccinated? How about that? It's un sure it's unpleasant, but you know, all you have to do to get us to stop fucking physically abusing you is get the vaccine, or maybe sex. You could do, pull a Cuomo, sexually harass them until they get vaccinated. Hey, you want me to stop grabbing your ass? Just you know, hey, just take this vaccine. No big deal. All problem solved. Your life will be so much better. 
I'll, I'll stop fucking abusing you. I will make your, I will stop making your life as, as miserable as, as I can. And, and all you have to do is, is do what I tell you to do. Today it's the vaccine. Tomorrow, who knows? And no doubt this is just going to be the beginning. Like, like I said, this is creeping in from the coast just like the virus did. And it is spreading like wildfire. And I, I don't know if there's going to be enough of us to, to stand up against it based off of those poll numbers. That they, the numbers aren't going in our favor. Granted, you know, forty-seven uh, percent of of people is is plenty to have a, a a mass pushback against this sort of stuff. But we better get organized here because this stuff. I mean, before you know it, you're gonna wake up one day, and you're gonna be living in one of these dystopian shithole cities where you have to get uh you have to show your papers to go get a drink, to eat at a restaurant, to go to the gym. Or you gotta, you know, show a, a negative test every fucking two days, and you're, you're either gonna get fired for not being vaccinated, or you're going to be, you know, forced into like really uncomfortable working uh, conditions to try to make you as miserable as possible until eventually you just surrender, you capitulate, and you do what they want you to do. And speaking of that, big fucking props to the UFC president Dana White. This guy is just fucking awesome, man. And I've always, I've been a, a UFC fan since like the beginning days of the UFC. I, you know, I did have uh, there was a string of fights. This was a long time ago. It was probably about ten years ago now, where I kept getting together with my buddies and ordering the pay per views. And the fights for some reason were just terrible. They all just disappointed. There's like three or four in a row that we all just kind of, you know, that kind of just fucking flopped. And we just sort of stopped doing that. And, you know, it is too bad. I, I, do, I do miss watching a lot of these fights. I still follow it somewhat, but not as much as I used to. And anyway, he was, uh, Dana White was being interviewed. And they asked him about forcing your uh, fighters to get vaccinated. And his answer was just absolutely perfect. And this guy is a fucking, he's, a, he's the real champion. The UFC, like, I would, I would be looking for if you're um looking for employment or something like that maybe check and see if the ufc has any openings because this is what he said in no uncertain terms he didn't mix words he didn't hem and haw he didn't hesitate nothing he said i would never tell another human being what to do with their body if you want to get vaccinated that's up to you that's your choice you're never going to hear me say i'm going to force people to get vaccinated never gonna happen and then he went on to say, you know, he talked about how some people are getting fired if they don't get vaccinated. Yeah, that's not going to happen here. You want to get vaccinated, get vaccinated. If you don't, that's your decision. That's your body. I will not be firing anybody because they decide not to get the vaccine. And he talked about just moving the events, you know, places. They're scheduled to have something in New York City, I think, in uh, November, is it? Maybe it's November, I think he talked about and, you know, if New York City does that whole key to the New York City shit, he's just going to move the event someplace else. Where He's going to have a normal event with no social distancing, no vaccine status requirement or anything like that. It's just going to be as close to how life was before all of this nonsense began. And they do go through, I know they go through just rigorous uh, uh, procedures in terms of making sure that the fighters don't have the the virus that they get tested uh right before all these things and then they're isolated in the hotel rooms and everything and everybody that works the you know ringside and everything joe rogan's talked about this on some of his podcasts like how many times they get tested and everything so they're they're being responsible with it they're just not being fucking insane 
and, uh, you know, dictatorial, tyrannical. So anyway, I thought I would give him some props for being a fucking, you know, being a man about this, standing up for what you believe in and, and not backing down. And I really hope he keeps uh, putting up that fight and more brave souls who have big companies come forward and do that. Like I've always said, this is a personal medical decision that only you should be making for yourself or your, you know, your kids or whatever. Um, this this is not up to the government. They don't have the fucking authority to do any of this stuff that they're doing. All these mandates and shit, all these uh, vaccine passports. They don't have the fucking authority to do that. That's not the government's role. It never was supposed to be. You know, the idea that Philly, of all places, you know, where these guys fucking got together and signed the fucking Declaration of Independence is now requiring government workers to put on two masks or get vaccinated is just... Oh, God, it is just a testament to how far we have fallen. So the numbers are in for July, and the vaccine effectiveness is is not looking so hot when it comes to the, the Delta variant. So it turns out that the Pfizer vaccine, according to this new study, was only 42% effective against infections during the month of July. The study it was conducted by uh, the Mayo Clinic, and they did it on the Pfizer and Moderna vaccines to see how effective they were. Between January and July, Moderna's vaccine was found to be 86% effective against infection over the study period, and Pfizer was 76%. Hospitalizations were 92% effective for Moderna and 85%. Now there's a sharp drop in July once this Delta variant came around. Moderna proving just 72% effective against infection and Pfizer 42%. And if, you know, this is one study, we've talked about the one from Israel that found these to be much less effective than even that. I don't know, I, I forget if it was the Moderna or the Pfizer that they were talking about, but one of them was, yeah, around 40% and high 30s, something like that. Now, neither, uh, this study has not been peer-reviewed yet. So I guess you can keep that in mind. There's also a study out here that I don't know if it's been... There's two separate studies that show that the Lambda strain, that's the new one, right? The new, the new wild variant that's going uh, about to run amok here may be uh, vaccine-resistant re as well and apparently is even more infectious than the original Alpha strain. Yeah, this is not peer-reviewed again, but it looks to be in about 26 countries. There's been sub substantial outbreaks in Chile, Peru, Argentina, and Ecuador. Chile's vaccination rate is relatively high. They have about 60% vaccinated, but they're still seeing a surge, suggesting that the Lambda variant is very proficient in escaping from the antiviral immunity elicited by so-called vaccinations. Now, this hasn't really hit uh, North America yet. One-tenth of one percent of cases in America so far have been Lambda. There's about 911 of them. But see, that the, the thing is that the, the problem with pointing out that these vaccines are ineffective against variants is that these the pushers of the vaccine and the, this approach to controlling coronavirus, they're just going to mean take that to mean, okay, we just need more of the vaccine. We just need more booster shots. Fauci came out, I think, this past week and said, yeah, everyone's likely to need a booster shot eventually because the the, the efficacy of these things fades over time. And so th the more you point out how ineffective these are against 
variants and you know and how they fade and it's not stopping anything well the more they're just gonna be like oh that's just because you've only had three doses you need four you need five like i said we're gonna have more you're gonna get more doses than fucking rocky movies every year and you're you're gonna be spending half your life at the fucking doctor's office getting jabbed with something because that's their only you know when all you have is a hammer everything looks like a nail and their only thing their you know their only approach to this is get vaccinated get vaccinated. They never talk about treatments like all you know just the medicines that you can take once you get it. They never talk about uh, preventative measures that you could take besides wearing masks and social distancing like some fucking retards. They never talk about just staying home when you're sick and avoiding, you know, going to, you know, crowded places if you're not feeling well. They never talk about eating right and exercising as I I mentioned earlier in the show and countless times on this podcast. They never talk about that stuff. It's just vaccines, vaccines, vaccines. And so any hole that you try to poke in this vaccine thing is just going to be like, well, we need more of it. Just like they do with monetary policy and everything else. Every government, every government created problem is just that we didn't use enough government. And so we got to use some more government to get you some more vaccines. And they're fighting. We all know anybody with, you know, a head on their shoulders who hasn't gone and completely lost their mind realize that this is an impossible fight like this is why one of the reasons why the government is is so gung-ho on coronavirus is because it presents the perfect fucking thing for them you know they they love these unwinnable endless wars that they can wage you know we're gonna fight the war on poverty oh okay we're gonna fight a war on terror we're going to fight the war on invisible viruses that can't be eradicated. So it, it's just an endless thing. It's a, more and more power and authority can be seized. More and more money can be spent. And, you know, they get all these fucking giveaways to lobbyists and fucking these huge companies that give the, these politicians fucking kickbacks and things like that. And it's just one big fucking honeypot for them. And it's never going away. This... This virus is not going away. You're not going to eradicate it. You can't do it. The only, I think the only virus that's been eradicated is smallpox. And even that, you know, they still have it. Like, they, they can still, like, weaponize it. And, you know, there's always, like, places, like, threatening to use it as, like, a biological weapon. So we still have the virus in, like, labs and shit. But that, that's the only virus, I think, that's ever been eradicated in the, uh, among the human population. But we've been living with the flu for, like, what, thousands of years? They've never been able to eradicate that. Why try? It's impossible. It's impossible by today's standards, uh, of medical standards, you know, where we are with today's uh, technology to eradicate a fucking virus uh, such as these. It's just like an endless, an endless crusade that they get to, you know, an endless war that they get to wage. You know, it's, yeah, like uh, I, one guy I was reading compared it to a, a game of whack-a-mole. You know, it's just like one, one, uh, you know, a variant pops up and you smack it down and then another one pops up and you smack that and you just keep playing that constantly. And they love it. Politicians love that kind of shit. They get to seize like unconstitutional powers. You know, they get to violate what's left of the restraints on their power. I mean, they've gone completely uh, tyrannical. They seized more power based off of this virus than they ever could have with anything else. I, I mean, there's just, no, I can't think of any other scenario where the uh, at least 50% of Americans and the American people would just go along with with what they've done to you. 
now you have to shut down your business. You can't leave your house. You can't see your family. You can't go to restaurants without show me your paper. This is how they do it. And it's still just amazing and depressing to me that so many Americans go along with this and they can't see what's happening. You can't see the forest through the trees. You'll look at other past societies and be like, oh, how could they have been so stupid? Like, they, how did they, you know, how did they let the Nazis go fucking crazy over there and blah, 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 blah. How could they believe all that propaganda? Well, look in the fucking mirror. This is what's been happening to you. You've been propagandized. You've been fucking manipulated and you are obeying without questioning, which is like the most dangerous thing people can do. And now that they've got the president for this shit, they can, we're going to go back to lockdowns when there's big spikes and things like that. And what, what I want to talk about for the remainder of the show is a couple things. There, the, the fact that these vaccines aren't vaccines and they shouldn't be called vaccines. It's a fucking lie. And the, the question of what, you know, what are the long-term effects of these vaccines? Not in terms of what they do to people, per se, like a, the side effects of the vaccines or anything like that. But what what are they doing? Are they contributing to more dangerous mutations of the coronavirus? There's some pretty convincing literature on this, if you can find it. But it, it certainly uh, should be a question that, that is raised. And, and who knows? Like, we've never really done something like this before. This is this is a massive so-called vaccine campaign at, at the height of a pandemic, and there's there's been studies before you know we even got to this whole coronavirus thing to suggest that doing what we're doing with these vaccines contributes to the the spread of of more virulent variants and and things like that. So it's not entirely out of the realm of possibility that. And in fact, you know, since this solution is coming from government, I would I would venture to lean towards the side that this is going to do more harm than good and cause more problems than it actually solves. And it 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 really is just amazing that they've taken the argument where that we talked about maybe a couple weeks ago on, on the show about you're blaming the unvaccinated for the spread of this of the virus and the mutations of the virus. Like you're the reason because you didn't get vaccinated. You're the reason that there's this new Delta variant and that there's this new Lambda variant it's because the unvaccinated people are allowing it to spread. Well, that's not that's not necessarily the case and it's just a very fucking bold statement to say that there is a lot there are a lot of uh, credential doctors who are making the argument that mass injections this type of so-called vaccine during an active pandemic might encourage mutations that evade vaccine induced defenses now before we get into that let's talk about what a vaccine is and what a vaccine is not there's a there's a certain definition of what a vaccine is both um you know just a regular definition and a medical definition or like a medical definition and a legal definition i believe there's criteria for developing a vaccine like it, it has to do certain things in order to be considered a vaccine and these these so-called coronavirus vaccines, these mRNA vaccines, don't meet any of this criteria. 
So let's look at some of the basic definitions, right? According to the Center for Disease Control and Prevention, a vaccine is, this is a quote, a product that stimulates a person's immune system to produce immunity to a specific disease, protecting the person from that disease. Immunity, in turn, is defined as protection from an infectious disease, meaning that if you are immune to a disease, you can be exposed to it without becoming infected. That is the medical definition of a vaccine. The legal definition of a vaccine, and this is all laid out. There's a great uh, article here on lourockwell.com. This is by Joseph uh, Merkula, Dr. Joseph Merkula. The legal definition, uh, to the extent where the, you know this has been adjudicated, Vaccine means a specific, a specially prepared antigen administered to a person for the purpose of providing immunity. Vaccine means a preparation of a killed or attenuated living microorganism or fraction thereof. The statute also specifies that a vaccine upon immunization stimulates immunity that protects us against a disease. Now, we know and the so-called settled mainstream uh, medical community will admit to this, Dr. Fauci will admit to this, the makers of the vaccine will tell you that these mRNA vaccines, so-called vaccines, do not impart immunity. So even if you're vaccinated, you can contract it. They've admitted this. And they do not inhibit transmissibility. So even if you're infected and you're vaccinated, you carry just as much viral load as somebody unvaccinated. They have studies to back that up. So you can contract it and you can transmit it. Therefore, you have not been immunized from the coronavirus. Ergo, this would not meet the definition or the criteria to be considered a vaccine. But that is not going to stop the, these fucking psychopaths. Merriam-Webster uh, Dictionary. As of February 2019, defined a vaccine as a preparation of a killed microorganism, living attenuated organisms, or living fully virulent organisms that is administered to produce or artificially increase immunity to a particular disease. Now, by February of this year, they had updated that definition to read, a preparation that is administered to stimulate the body's immune response against the specific infectious disease. The, the, the second definition, an antigenic preparation of a typically inactivated or attenuated pathogenic agent such as a bacterium or virus or one of its components or products such as a protein or toxin. And then uh, the third a preparation of genetic material such as a strand of synthesized messenger RNA, mRNA, that is used by the cells of the body to produce an antigenic substance, such as a fragment of a virus spike protein. Now, they haven't changed the medical terminology yet. This is just a regular dictionary, but they're, they're clearly up to something here. And if you, if you read through this article, this guy makes the, the argument this, that this is not a vaccine. This is a gene therapy. And that's actually what a lot of these places were calling it. A lot of these people were calling it gene therapy before they actually developed the, the vaccine. Once they developed it, then it was vaccine, vaccine, vaccine. But while they were working on it, it was a gene therapy to develop a vaccine. Now, gene therapy is an experimental technique that uses genes to treat or prevent disease. Researchers are testing several approaches to gene therapy, including 
introducing a new gene into the body to help fight a disease. And although gene therapy is a promising treatment option for a number of diseases, including inherited disorders, some types of cancer, and certain viral infections, the technique remains risky and is still under study to make sure that it will be safe and effective. Gene therapy is currently being tested only for diseases that have no other cures. At least that used to be the case. Now, there are several effective treatments for COVID-19 that we know of. So it, it certainly doesn't fit into that category that doesn't have a cure. And according to the uh, FDA, human gene therapy seeks to modify or manipulate the expression of a gene or to alter the biological properties of living cells for therapeutic use. Gene therapy is a technique that modifies a person's genes to treat or cure a disease and can, be, can work by several mechanisms, replacing a disease-causing agent with a healthy copy of the gene, inactivating a disease-causing gene that is not functioning properly, or introducing a new or modified gene into the body to help treat a disease. In November of 2020, the American Society of Gene and Cell Therapy announced that COVID-19 vaccine candidates show gene therapy is a viable strategy. Two COVID-19 vaccine trials, both of which used mRNA technology to treat the body, uh, to teach the body to fight the virus, have reported efficacy. These findings announced by Moderna and by Pfizer in November 16th and 9th, respectively, demonstrate that gene therapy is a viable strategy for developing vaccines to combat the coronavirus. Both vaccine candidates use mRNA to program person's cells to produce many copies of a fragment of the virus. The fragment then stimulates the immune system to attack the real virus that tries to invade the body. So the, the difference between this gene therapy and, and typical vaccines is that usually vaccines use a weakened form of the virus or an inactive form of the virus. Remember those definitions that we went over a couple minutes ago? They inject that into your body and then you develop the, the antibodies to fight that virus, right? They give you a little bit of the virus so you learn how to fight it and then that way your, your body's prepared to fight it off later on. These mRNA injections it's not made from covid-19 it's a it's a synthetic version a genetic code that tells the cells in your body how to make protein which help the body's immune system make antibodies to fight the virus and interestingly enough in the uh, in the sec filings for the moderna vaccine moderna describes its product not as a vaccine, but as a gene therapy technology. And that's specifically because they can't make claims that it, it immunitizes you against the, the virus or prevents transmission because it doesn't do either of those things. And it also mentions that the current mRNA is considered a gene therapy product by the FDA as well. Even the New York Times in May of last year, 2020, Quote, researchers at two Harvard-affiliated hospitals are adapting a proven form of gene therapy to develop a coronavirus vaccine. So the mRNA are, are snippets of genetic code that instruct cells in your body to produce proteins. mRNA COVID-19 therapies deliver genetic instructions into your cells, thereby triggering your body to produce a fragment of the virus, the spike protein, 
That's what they do. That's what gene therapy does. That's the whole basis of what gene therapy is. So they they clearly they they come much closer, if not perfectly fitting, the definition of gene therapy and fitting none of the definitions for the vaccine. Now, why why are they telling you that this is a vaccine? and not gene therapy, I think probably a couple reasons. You know, people think when they hear, the average person when they hear vaccine think, oh, I'll just take this and I, I'm immune. I can't get it anymore, right? So there's that aspect of it. The drug companies like to have it fall under the, the, the umbrella of an, ex, of an experimental vaccine and not a gene therapy because they're shielded from financial liability from the government. Uh, gene therapies do not have the, the protection from liability that pandemic vaccines do. So as long as they can convince everybody that this is, you know, a state of emergency and we have to use experimental vaccines, they're going to be shielded from any repercussions from the the fallout of using this uh, experimental gene therapy to treat to treat COVID-19. So just to recap this portion of our vaccine <laughs> section here. These injections that people are getting they do not prevent infection, they do not give you immunity, and they do not prevent transmission of the virus. What they're doing is altering your genetic code, turning you into a viral protein factory that has no off switch. That is a, a quote from this article that I'm reading. And we don't really know the, the long-term effects of that when it comes to the virus, when it comes to mutations. So it's not a slam dunk, first of all, that the people that are unvaccinated are the reason why we're having all of these variants taking the world by storm. Why is it that now that we have these vaccines, all of a sudden we're seeing all of these variants pop up, one after another? Every couple of weeks there's a new variant, right? We didn't see that for the first like you know nine, nine months of this thing, the first year almost. Actually, yeah, the first year. There were no variants. Variants of measurably different behavior didn't emerge until mid-December 2020, which is about the exact same time the first COVID vaccine shots were rolled out. Now, this has been they've tried to debunk this, saying that there were variants that were identified in various places before the shots were introduced in those same regions. But if you think about what what they have to do in order to develop these vaccines, it kind of explains that away. Pfizer, for example, had more than 46,000 participants in the U.S., Argentina, Brazil, South Africa, Germany, and Turkey. The AstraZeneca had 23,000 participants in the U.K., Brazil, and South Africa. So before they actually roll these vaccines out to the public, they're testing them on tens of thousands of people. And if you look into where these areas are and where these variants are emerging, you'll find that each of these areas where variants first emerged are also the same countries where the trials took place. So I don't know. Uh, definitive proof that, um, that, you know, that these, these vaccines are, are causing, these so-called vaccines are causing a lot of these mutations. Absolutely not. But there's definitely something here. You know, the Delta variant was initially identified in India in December of 2020. And the COVID jabs technically weren't rolled out to the public until mid-January 2021. But the phase three trials were initiated in India in November. And by December, 22,500 people had volunteered to receive the jab. 
So the, the theory here, the theory of, of what the problem with these gene therapies is, is that they call them leaky vaccines, meaning that, you know, the vaccine can, it doesn't prevent you from getting it. It can sort of sneak through the defenses. If you want to think of it like that, you know, there's a leak in the vaccine. But when vaccines don't provide robust immunity and when they are overused to boot, they allow viruses to mutate into potentially hazardous forms. Just like, you know, when you overuse antibiotics, and the, and the antibiotics fail to kill off all the bacteria, you start developing all of these antibiotic-resistant bacteria. And once, you know, a, one of them, one bacteria survives the, the antibiotic, well, then that one starts to fucking reproduce and flourish, and now all of a sudden you have all of these antibiotic-resistant bacteria. That's why you've probably seen these, you know, these articles and, and things about this, like, drug-resistant gonorrhea every, everywhere and something like that. Not that I'm speaking from personal experience or anything, but it's because they overprescribe and they overuse these antibiotics. And that's why a lot of doctors, rightfully so, are hesitant to just give people antibiotics for everything and just take this antibiotic, take this antibiotic, because the more you use them, if they get overused and they don't fully eradicate all of the bacteria, you start to increase the likelihood that antibiotic-resistant bacteria are going to form and are going to become more and more common. Now, in the same way, overusing these vaccines that don't provide immunity and they don't uh, stop you from transmitting the virus can allow the virus to mutate inside the vaccinated people into variants that are able to evade the vaccine-induced immunity. Does that make sense? Am I, am I explaining this clear enough? So, you know, if you have, if you have a vaccine, a so-called vaccine that you're injecting people with, and they can still get the virus, well, that virus is allowed to fucking hang around in the vaccinated body and figure out ways to evade the vaccine. And then they can transmit that to both vaccinated and unvaccinated people. And, and the virus can hang out in these bodies, you know, and it's, you know, it, it may not be as severe, but it can mutate and it's mutating to get around the vaccine. This hypothesis has been confirmed by a, a lot of studies. It looks like here there's one from 2015. Imperfect vaccinations can enhance the transmission of highly virulent pathogens. Vaccines that let the host survive but do not prevent the spread of the pathogen relax this selection, allowing the evolution of hotter pathogens to occur. This type of vaccine is often called a leaky vaccine. When vaccines prevent transmission, as is the case for nearly all vaccines used in humans up to this point in time, this type of evolution towards increased virulence is blocked. But when vaccines leak, allowing at least some pathogen transmission, they could create the ecological conditions that would allow hot strains to emerge and persist. And there's a study here um, for Merrick's disease, which is a, a virus that affected chickens. That was one of the, the study. I don't know if this is the same 2015 study or this is a different one. But they've tested this theory out in chickens, and it, it, it did confirm what, what they're talking about. And it, I, I mean, it makes sense, right? It just makes sense on a, on a basic level, right? If, if the let, Let's take coronavirus out of it, and you have some other deadly virus, right? It's going to kill off anybody that, that gets it before they have a chance to go around and transmit it to everybody. But if you if you give them a vaccine that keeps them alive longer, 
well, then that's going to keep them alive long enough to transmit the, the virus to other people. And it's also going to allow that virus, while it's inside that vaccinated person, to figure out ways to get around the vaccine and mutate in order to, to achieve that. And then they spread that mutated one to people that are either vaccinated or unvaccinated, both of them at the same rate or whatever. And now you've got a vaccine-resistant strain taking the world by storm. I mean, it, it makes sense to me. Now, is this, you know, 100% proven fact? No, we don't We don't know. That's my whole point is we don't know what this could do to the world. We have some theories that have been proven in a couple studies, but we have never done this before. We, we have never had a worldwide mRNA synthetic fake vaccine being injected into millions of people. But what we're seeing so far is that they're proving to be ineffective against these new strains. All these new variants seem to be evading the vaccines that we have at alarming rates. The timing lines up, as we talked about. So I don't know. You know, Maybe, maybe this is crazy conspiracy talk. I got my tinfoil hat on. Maybe this virus is going to mutate into variants regardless of you know, how many vaccines we come up with and everything like that. And in all likelihood, it would have. It would have and it will. But this idea that because people are going unvaccinated is the only reason why we have uh, we have these these uh, Delta variants and the Lambda variants coming forth. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. And why would they be, you know, it, it makes more sense to me that they're they're figuring out how to mutate inside these vaccinated individuals to evade the vaccines, then them going into, then the virus, the regular alpha virus, whatever the hell the first one was called, yeah, alpha, then that a person just being infected with that and somehow it mutes into a, mutates into a form that just so happens of, to evade all of these, these vaccines that people are coming up with. I don't know. Could be a little bit of both. But the fact that no one's talking about this, or very few people, the fact that this will get undoubtedly taken down off of any platform that we put it up on. YouTube will take it down. Facebook will flag it. You know, the this is ridiculous. Why aren't we looking into this? Why aren't we concerned about what we're, like, the effects of what we're doing? This is so typical of government solutions to everything. It's like the overarching theme of this podcast. Every time they they step in to try to solve a problem, what happens? They create 10 problems on top of it, and they're worse than the problem that they set out to fix. It's the, And then they use that as an excuse for more government. Oh, the, the problem wasn't that the government got involved and fucked everything up. Look at anything that they've done to the history of government, you know, the war on poverty, the war on terror, all these things. Every time they declare a war, uh, they, they create fucking 10 other problems on top of it, and the problem gets worse and worse and worse. And what's the what's their conclusion from that? Oh, not that uh, maybe we're we're making a, a mistake with our initial diagnosis. No, 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 no. We just need more. We just need more government to fix these problems. Even though the the first you know twenty eight trillion of government didn't do it, we we need another twenty eight trillion. We need more power. We need you to sacrifice more freedom, more of your liberties, and give it to us. Give us more of your money. Give us more of your your freedom. And this time around, it will be different. What are they doing with the vaccine? The exact same thing. Oh, these vaccines are proving to be totally ineffective against this, this virus. It doesn't stop you from getting it. doesn't stop you from transmitting it. Okay, yeah, we'll give them that, you know, you're less likely to have severe outcomes from coronavirus if you're vaccinated right now. 
but who knows the, the the effects of these mutating variants possibly creating vaccine resistant mutations of the virus down the road who can possibly know what the effects of this are going to be when you have the the entire world doing this on this massive scale i don't know man it seems awfully fucking risky to me like this is how <laughs> this is definitely how the fucking everyone's turning into the zombie apocalypse gets started i mean if anything would would start a zombie apocalypse it's some sort of gene therapy worldwide simultaneous gene therapy experimental gene therapy thing that nobody really tested long-term effects on that we've never done before and we're just unleashing it on fucking billions of people at the same time and what happens when you know there's there's some minor uh, kinks in in this whole plan and it doesn't seem to be working right it doesn't seem to be working against covid-19 or the delta variant or the lambda variant well we just need more of it just take take another jab and another one after that golly is this the best that we can do this is the best that we can come up with it, it is uh you know anytime man starts fucking around with nature and starts trying to play God, you know, it, it can end really badly. I don't know, something to think about here. And uh, this will undoubtedly be one of my most controversial episodes taken down off of everything. But I, I, I just wanted to go over what a vaccine is. And we really need to stop calling this stuff vaccines. I mean, it's, it's easier and it just kind of rolls off the tongue, vaccine, vaccine, vaccine. But that is not what these are. And to lump them in with the actual vaccines that eradicate diseases and a virus that I know of is very disingenuous. And it's disingenuous for a reason. We went over some of those reasons. There's a lot of shady shit going on here. And to act like this is, you know, 100% without a doubt the best solution to this problem, I, I, don't, I don't see that here. I, I see a lot of risk involved with this as well. And to blame unvaccinated people for all of these variants popping up, eh, that's not a slam dunk case for me either, as I hopefully laid out in this podcast. And my God, given their track record, given the government's track record with trying to solve problems, with coming up with solutions to problems, if they're pushing this vaccine as the 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 cure-all, the be-all, end-all, the only possible way that we can go after COVID-19 and solve this problem. I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, use history as any indication that they're wrong about this, that this, that, that maybe this is a really, really bad idea. I don't know. One thing is for sure, you, letting them use this vaccine as a way to take total control over our lives as a way to control the population, as a way to get you to bend a knee and uh, do what they want you to do and to capitulate, that is definitely not the answer to our problems. That is not going to solve anything. That is going to make every matter of life millions of times worse than it already is. And the potential for abuse there, the potential for catastrophe is so much worse than anything that the coronavirus is currently or likely to uh, present to us in the future. Any other problem resulting from that is not going to come close to the problems that are, that are going to arise if we allow the government to utilize this vaccine and capitalize on this virus to take over our lives. And like I've, I've said a million times on this show, you know, it, get vaccinated, don't get vaccinated. That's up to you. That is a personal decision. I'm not going to ridicule you for getting vaccinated or not getting vaccinated. 
I don't care. I'm not going, like Dana White said, I'm not going to tell other people what to do with their lives. I am going to question whether having billions of people injected with experimental vaccines all at the same time, I'm going to question whether or not that's a good idea, whether that should be the goal here. I don't know. I'm going to question it though. I'm not just going to sit there and obey like some bobblehead. But, you know, you do you. You get vaccinated if you want to. And if you don't want to, don't give in. Do not let these people push you around. Stand up for what you believe in. Do what you think is right. And live your life the way you see fit. I'm going to wrap there for today, guys. Thank you so very much for listening. Enjoy your weekend. Share this show with people. Spread it around. See if you can um, get me banned from like every possible platform. And if not, I will be back on Tuesday with a brand new episode for you guys. And until then, you know the drill. Just keep on peddling that so-called fiction.